The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Well, the Gabba is still the Gabbatoire. Last night, a run of 10 consecutive goals across the second and third quarters saw the Brisbane Lions knock the stuffing out of flag fancy Collingwood. Cam Rayner, he can never leave the front half of the ground again. What do you reckon? Defensive experiment? I think it's over. All the talk about Nick Dacos, Will Ashcroft coming in, but on a night of reminders from the Lions, he was a reminder from a former number one pick that he can seriously impact. He was strong. He was clean. He set the tone. Cam Rayner injected colour into an outfit that's been pretty beige for the most of the early running. 17 touches, four goals, and he directly assisted another three. Now, Cam Rayner was diplomatic when he sat here in this studio only a few weeks ago talking about playing back where he'd had some excellent underage seasons, but the forward line was the love, he admitted, and this was a brilliant performance. Charlie Cameron, an equal career high, six goals. How was that rapid step on the boundary in the last quarter? That could have broken Nathan Murphy's legs. That was amazing. Joe Danaher, Eric Hipwood, they answered a week of criticism. Four goals between them, but they were committed. They were selfless and they were competitive. One of the takeaways from me, I loved Eric Hipwood crashing into Billy Frampton. He made a contest. He created a goal. This is what lifts teams. So the Lions improved to two and two with the prospect of so much more, having already taken care of two premiership contending heavyweights in Melbourne and now Collingwood. There should be an optimistic view at Brisbane. Reminders. Well, this was an emphatic one, that the Lions are a force at the Gabba, a venue they've won 40 of 48 games at since the start of 2019. It's a real fight for a ball on the wing that the Lions will win. Ashcroft opened the way for Bailey, kicks it to Charlie Cameron, who can sniff another. He takes the mark in the right forward pocket. But one of the reasons why Oscar's been fantastic, and, and this just gets back to what this game is, he's had 18 possessions. So he's worked his way forward. He's worked his way back. He's been involved in pressure. He has started plenty of uh, clearances to get them territory. Charlie Cameron from the pockets, half a dozen of the best. He fought the good fight there. McStay hand pass to Adams. High ball to the 50, knocked away from Johnson. Nick Dacos finding a path through. Hand pass to Josh. Tried to spin out of trouble, got tackled to ground. It spills the way of Quaynor. He'll go backwards. Last kick from Crisp. Lands harmlessly. The Lions are a force to be reckoned with at the Gabba. They have the two big scalps, Melbourne and now Collingwood's, and they dominated the Magpies. It's a 33-point win for Brisbane in front of their adoring home crowd. And that just unsettles the natural order of things in the early months. This is the Captain's Run. It's for State Transport. Our people are your solution. The number, of course, the EFS open line number. They deliver simple freight solutions. one 736 736 The 40 Winks Temper 433 Temper. A mattress like no other. Now, the Pies ruck with Dan McStay. They had to ruck with Dan McStay, which led to Oscar McInerney helping himself to 11 clearances and spiking the ball regularly. But while Collingwood lost the clearances by nine, they outscored the lines from this source. But it's territory, isn't it? Ascendancy and it put Collingwood under the sort of pressure they haven't faced in the first three rounds. Now, there's no quick fix in the ruck. It will be a weakness until it's resolved. Now, Mason Cox most likely still a couple of weeks away. Craig McRae admitting that last night. Geez, they keep coming though, Collingwood, don't they? The fly net, the outnumber around the ball, the hard running forward. It is compelling viewing 
and they don't let the opposition rest for one minute. It's in-your-face footy, and it works. Did I mention before how much I love Ash Johnson? The hands, the leap, the movement. But coming back to Collingwood, what we've also seen is that the Pies give the opposition a look. So if critical contests can be won, they can be hurt the other way. And we saw a lot of that at the Gabba last night. The Lions getting out the back for easy goals while Collingwood kept throwing numbers around the ball and numbers forward. But they're a bit sloppy too, the Pies. Did, hey, did they feel the heat? They gave away not one but two free kicks out of the centre bounce under the 6-6-6 rule. And that's after an initial warning as well. So there were three breaches in there. Even for an uber optimist like Craig McRae, this would have been hair-pulling stuff. And even the ice-cool Nick Dacos gave away freeze off the ball and then uncharacteristically missed from 15 metres out directly in front. On the run, Jamie Elliott, speaking out of character, missed three set shots, which were also costly. God, I love watching Nick Dacos, though. He's a beautiful mover, a beautiful user. But I wanted to ask you guys something this morning on the captain's run. So Nick Dacos last night, he has it 38 times. A game-high 633 metres gained. A game-high 12 score involvements. An equal game-high 16 contested possessions. Four inside 50s, all at 76% disposal efficiency. And looking over Twitter last night, the critics are getting into him saying he's soft, that he doesn't win his own ball, that he gets cheapies, handball receives specialist, and on and on it goes. Yep, you heard that right. He had 16 contested possessions. Talk about ridiculous. Besides all of that anyway, look at the amount of ground he covers and the running he does and the role that he is asked to play. The reason he's fed the ball is because he's one of the best, if not the best, distributors of the ball in the competition in his second year. His decision-making is elite. The range on his kicking is incredible. Now, there was a dicey moment in the last quarter when he appeared to flinch for contact in the middle of the ground with Darcy Wilmot coming the other way instead of keeping his head over the ball and winning it. But imagine having the sort of game he's had and instead you're subjected to this singular moment. His role is not to smash in and play contested game even and iron blokes out. Now, of course, when he has to go, he needs to go. And I'm sure that will be part of his game that will develop. We spend way too much time worrying about what players can't do in this game. And I'm sure Nick will develop that other part of his game in time, even if that's the role he's even asked to play in time. Collingwood fans, Nick Dacos observers in general, is this an issue or no issue? one 736 736 For Chris Fagan, gee, there was a bit of I told you so in the aftermath. The footy magnifying glass, which can, as I've just touched on, over-focus on a weekly basis. We would have to acknowledge that. Will be too quick and too harsh in our assessment of their two defeats at Brisbane? It was a manner of the season opening loss to Port, though, and the way they lost to the Bulldogs. Somewhat lifeless, certainly wasteful in the front half in that low-scoring grind against the Doggies that saw the critics surround them. And in the grand scheme of things, on a night where the Lions celebrated the anniversary of their 2003 flag, this would have meant more to them than it did to Collingwood. So Lions fans, I'd love to hear from you. Are you feeling that much better out of last night? Are your team made of the right stuff? Do you need to see one of these wins on the road soon? one 736 And Collingwood, the black and white army this morning on this Good Friday, is there any cause for concern? What about the ruck? And is there a chink in the Dacos armour? Tracy's text in. Collingwood had played their first three games in Melbourne at the G and won all of them. Finally travel and they lost. People are saying only the Lions can win at home. Hmm. I think Collingwood also have the same bug. So you can respond to that too. Do Collingwood need to win away given finals are at the MCG? one 736 The coaches last night, 
the I told you so nature of Chris Fagan? Let's have a listen to the Lions coach. Clearly we gave away... Uh, yep, I sort of expected our players would respond. I'm, I'm, I'm not certain why there was so much focus on us in a sense, because the Bulldogs actually not a bad side and they're pretty hard to beat it at Marvel Stadium. So in, in a sense, I didn't really understand. I, I could understand it after the Port Adelaide loss because I thought we played really poorly that, that day. But last week it was just one of those games that was a grind that, you know, the other team kicked a little bit straighter and, than us and so we lost. But And they had a lot to play for because they'd been under the blowtorch all week. So um, I wasn't disturbed by that performance last week at all. I mean, I, I, don't, I feel like that Everyone thinks we're going to go out there and win every week. It's just not how it works in AFL footy. It's hard, tough competition that you have to earn every single win, uh, no matter who you're playing against. So, um, yeah, that, I... that was Chris Fagan uh, at the Brisbane Lions. So this text has just come in from Chris in South Yarra before we get to the EFS open line. Uh, honestly, Collingwood lost by quite a bit, and the show starts with a Dacos fluff piece. Chris, obviously, bit itchy on the trigger. You sent the text in too quickly, Chris. He's had a very good game, Nick Dacos, and he's coming for criticism for being soft. I'd love to debate that with you this morning. one 736 736 on the open line for EFS. Surely we're not fair dinking with this criticism, are we? Sean's in South Melbourne. Morning to you, Sean. Oh, morning, um, Sam. Look, there's no doubt he's a, a, an elite um uh, user of the ball, a la Christian Salem, right, who I consider the other one. Mm. And, I, and I'm thinking it's a tough game. Look, I, I, I witnessed him pulling out, not pull out, not go hard when he should have about three times. But I'm thinking, look, he's probably got to go hard 30 times a game. If he does, every, or 25 or whatever, if they do every single time, absolutely, I think they won't survive. Appreciate the call, Sean. You can agree or disagree. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The floor is yours. It always is at the other side of Thursday night football. What did it mean for Brisbane, for Collingwood? We can debate the finer points. Uh, this text just dropped as well. As soon as Brisbane started Danaher around the wing, half back, intercepting, linking, and then running forward with the ball, he was a different player, completely changed Brisbane's front half. And then some saying, boring Brisbane, making up the numbers. Never going to win a big game at the G. They won a big game in the finals last year at the G. Let's go to Jack in Adelaide. You want to talk about Nick Dacos. I'm fascinated by the way the world works in this social media, this digital age where we can highlight certain things and and blow them up. Um, But I love the debate. Jack, welcome to you. Welcome to the captain's run. Thanks for taking my call, Sammy. Look, I wanted to get your view. So there's no doubt he's an elite player, elite user, um, just sees the game on a whole new level than most players. Yep. But I think there's a lot of AFL players in a similar category who can use the ball at a similar rate to him when he gets the space, when, he, when they get the time that he gets. And that's down undoubtedly so to his running capability where he can just run somewhere and the opposition player, it's, it's, it's over before they even realise, and he gets the ball and uses it. But in the second quarter last night, he had one touch, and Brisbane kicked six goals to zero. And I noticed, I'm not sure if um, you did too, but it seemed like Brisbane, they didn't tag him or take one of their players out of the game. They seemed to 
have something like a basketball drill going where they ran kind of a passing lane where if it was going to be kicked or, or kind of handballed in his direction, there would be a probability that it would be a turnover. It didn't take the Brisbane player out of the game, but it made the pass, it made the kick harder to Dacos and therefore Collingwood didn't really go to him as much as they usually would. And it resulted in kind of a bit of a uh, lower play, other players with not as elite skills getting the ball, which then resulted in in Brisbane eventually getting possession and kicking away. I just wanted your thoughts if you noticed something similar. I just think, Nick, look, let's speak broadly. I think Nick Dacos is going to be a generational player. I think he's going to be something special. And the special thing about our game is that it takes all types. We're, we're playing with 22 players. You can be big, you can be small, you can be fast, you can even you can even be slow. It's it's a, It takes all sorts of ingredients to go into the recipe. And okay, Nick might not be Clayton Oliver. Nick might not be Patrick Cripps, but look at what he look at the things that he can do and he does do. Now the game does demand, as I said off the top, when it's your turn to go, you gotta go. And that will come. And I think for the most part he has done exactly that. There was a moment last night, or just about every player has had one of those moments. So I was only mentioning it because it did get some a fair old piece of traffic uh, on social media out of last night. Uh, uh, which I thought was unfair, to be honest. Um, and I wanted to canvass the opinion of Collingwood supporters um, this morning. But appreciate your call, Jack. Hang on the line. We'll sling you a set, uh, a box of chrome soft golf balls and a hat, all thanks to Callaway Golf, uh, giving you contribution this morning. Appreciate your time, Jack. Um, playing away, as Collingwood did for the first time last night, that's where Darren wants to take us uh, on the captain's run. You're Eddie Mulgrave there, Dazza. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Sammy. How are you? Hey, I'm well. Excellent. A uh, couple of points I'd like to make is um, playing away for Collingwood. How good have they been away over the last few years in Sydney, uh, Perth, Adelaide? They've been one of the best performed away teams over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they've come up against a team last night that played a great brand of football. I'm a Collingwood supporter, but they, pl- they played well. They deserved the win. Nick Dacos, he's an absolute star, but he's in his second year. Yep. Fourth game of his second year. Give him another couple of years and he could be a Clayton Oliver or a, a Petrarca. So I, I, I think, you know, people are really quick to jump on and, and find faults in players. If Collingwood had a one last night, he would have still been raved about today. Um, he had a very good game. He may have done a couple of little mistakes, but, gee, I, I think people are a bit rough. And as I said, I'm Collingwood. I give credit to Brisbane, but I also give Collingwood credit that they made it pretty tough without having a Ruckman. It upset our balance with mistake, you know, not being that link up at the forward line. Um, you know, we didn't have a big target to look down the line when coming out of defence. So, mm. It's just another good game of footy. Good on you, mate. Appreciate the call, Darren. I thought Collingwood still had their chances too. This is the good thing about them is they're so good to watch Collingwood because they keep coming. They're in the face of the opposition. The opposition can't rest. They're either going to score or they're going to get scored against because they do give teams a real look. And it's easier said than done, isn't it? You get to win those critical contests when they are swarming. But Brisbane were able to do it last night. They're pretty good. Their forwards are getting behind the ball, getting in and behind the defence. Charlie Cameron does it. Eric Hipwood does it. Um, Joe Danaher does it as well. And we saw what Cam Rayner was able to offer 
back in that forward role last night as well, which I, from Brisbane supporters, do we overthink it at times with Cam Rayner as an example? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. This text landed from Shane before we go back to the open line. I've coached 20 plus years of local footy. I can tell you Dacos and Ashcroft will be rated in the elite company at the end of their careers. Now, as for Dacos being soft, I haven't heard anything or did I see anything and I've watched the match twice. If you need to drum up some BS story to fill three hours in a show, then go for it. Shane, it's not my doing, mate. It is all over the uh, the WWW, the World Wide Web, and there is a moment in the last quarter that he would like to have back. And I'm a staunch defender of Nick Dacos. As I said, every player has these moments from time to time, but trust me, it's been pulled up and analysed to within an inch of its life. And this is the lot for Nick Dacos. He's, uh, he's in for heavy praise and, and everything else in between. He's uh, a magnificent story, a father-son. He's going to be a terrific player. But he's scrutinised, isn't he? Um, he's scrutinised a lot. It was just a takeaway out of last night. Um, Mark's in Oakley. He wanted to have his son on it as well. Mark, welcome to the captain's run. Hi, how are you going? I'm good. I just wanted to mention, like, um, and I, personally, I think Nick Dacos is a uh, unbelievable player um, and will be a generation player. But if you, I just think that it's it's a makeup of a player, like it's a genetic makeup of a player. They've either got that will to go when needed, or that toughness, or that courage, or they don't. If you look at the example, say Ollie Hollands for Carlton, he was praised for his two efforts where he's gone back with the flight, um, where he sort of made spoils in front of big sort of big forwards coming at him. And he's, you'd have to say he's a lighter frame than, than Nick. And he's also, he's just in his first year um, as a player. I, I just think you've, you've either got that in your makeup or you don't. Nick has got unbelievable attributes elsewhere where his distribution of the ball is fantastic. His decision-making is fantastic. But I don't think he, looking at last night and previous games, I don't think he has that that attribute of toughness. And we all need those outside players. We, we definitely do. And he's at the top of the tree in that area. And so be it. He doesn't have that ability that he'll, you know, go back and find that ball when he needs to, but he has that ability to hit a target 50 metres up the field, no problem at all. Yeah, but Mark, I'm going to hold you to one thing there. He... T- Courage comes in all forms, okay? So I'm certainly not saying that Nick Dacos lacks courage by any stretch of the imagination because courage doesn't come in the form of you have to throw yourself in front of 110 kilo full forward. Nick Dacos's courage to work, to run, to, to outwork his opposition, to run when he's exhausted, that that's courage as well. So I'm not feeding into that by any stretch of the imagination. But you're welcome to have your say. one three hundred seven three six seven three six on this, the captain's run this good Friday. Happy Easter to you, wherever you might be this morning. Rob, Vanch, Mark and Rod, we're going to get to you as soon as we get this ad break completed. When we come back, we'll get back to the open line for EFS. They deliver simple freight solutions. A massive show ahead of us here on the Captain's Run. I'll take you through the McCafe menu and more of your calls on the other side of this.